Hey friends, welcome to Real Stories of Life with God, a podcast with a pretty explanatory title, because that's what we're here for, a conversation with real people about their unique life with God. I'm your host, Chelsea Eubank, and I'm so glad you're here. Let's jump into today's episode. <clears throat> Wes, give us some context on you. Is this already recording? We are recording. <laughs> oh, have we been recording all the time? No. Oh. No. <laughs> How'd you do that? You did some uh, it's very sneaky. voodoo magic. Very some sneaky. Jedi mind trick. <laughs> just get you laid back. Just talking in. Uh, so where do we start? Like um, family? Yeah, because family, job. Okay. So um, I am married to Lynn. We have got three grown children, two of whom are... Um, once married, had a COVID wedding, is about to have a big shindig coming up in January, and then Ben and his fiance Casey are getting married in November. Uh, Karis is a nurse. Lynn is an assistant principal in school. That tells you what they do, but absolutely nothing about them. <laughs> and um, uh, I work here at Coyote Baptist, been here 30 plus mm-hmm. years, and uh, enjoy it immensely most days. <laughs> um, I do a lot of different things here. Um, and if you were to take one away, that would be kind of weird. It's kind of like the Three Stooges. They all, you got to have them all <laughs> for it to be an enjoyable show. Mm-hmm. And so for me, like having all the things that I do kind of helps. Um, and I was trying to kind of think through, is there a unifying theme for that? And at one point I thought a unifying theme was that I is, is connecting. I like to connect with people, whether it's through teaching or singing or writing or music or whatever. And then I think too, maybe um, maybe along the lines of what, what you're doing here, um, I, I if something is meaningful to me or something um, is encouraging or is insightful or a great truth or something that I learn, I, I want to share it. And so uh, whether it's through teaching or whether it's through music, I mean, this song really ministered to me. I want to, I, I want you guys to experience that same thing. And, um, I really don't care about it. If there's a, if there's a song that's a really good song to sing it just so that people can hear it. I want it to have, I want to have a connection with it. I want it to be meaningful. Um, and so I think that's a that's a theme, uh, maybe as well. So mm-hmm. I enjoy that. I am an Enneagram Type Six. Do you know what that means? Oh yes, I do. <laughs> so uh, I'm type learning six. what that means. Mm-hmm. And uh, that, you know, when I listen to, to people talk about that, <laughs> invariably they'll say, "I mean, I hope I'm not a six. I'm not a six. <laughs> that's exactly what I was like. Oh shoot! Uh, but but it it really kind of nailed me. And, yeah. Um, uh, we could go into that. Maybe that's probably a whole nother uh, long discussion. But um, there are parts of that 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 really um, that got me. So. I um I can definitely relate to that. When I first, it was probably three or four years ago. I think I first read the road back to you and kind of just for an informative. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I just want to ne- see what all this is about. But whenever I got to the two, I thought this book is reading my mail. Wow. Oh my goodness. I mean, it was it was amazing, and then I heard someone because I thought I was between two different ones. Yes, and I remember hearing someone say, "It's not it's not the most pleasant, but you're probably the one that the um the struggle is most you, not the positive strength stuff." Yes. I'm like, okay, then then I definitely know which one is that. Me. Nailed you when you got. Oh to the yeah, struggle. when I got to the struggle sin part, I'm yeah. like, oh yeah, and unhealthy okay. too, definitely yeah. whatever. Yes. Wait a minute. Can we I'm like, okay, that is definitely me. Yeah. yeah. Um, something fun too. You're definitely a person in my life that I feel like I've had a lot of shades of relationship with. Mm-hmm. He like knew me as a child, and then we were you married John and I when we got married, and then we were in small group together, and then I worked here, and now we're just kind of friends. Um, now I'm friends with your kids and your wife, and it's pretty awesome. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. But I didn't throw shade on you, right? No. no. <laughs> okay. 
Okay. I want to read the verses that kind of start two of these questions. They come from Matthew 22. Jesus is asked which commandment of the law is the greatest. And he says, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. And the second, love your neighbor as yourself. So our first question is, what currently stirs your love for God? Yeah, that's a really good question. Thank you for um, asking that. And um, at the risk of being not all the way thought through on some of these things, I think um, someone has said, it, like, with every strength that you have, every um, uh, maybe gifting or giftedness that you have, there's a shadow side that mm-hmm. can just kind of be, if, if taken the wrong way, it can it can be it can be negative. So for me, um, one of the things that can stir my affection for God and my passion for him is reflection, um, reflecting on the past, what he's done, reflecting on his word, reflecting on a different aspects, just spending some time doing that. But the shadow side of reflection could be part of the thing that, that stifles that. And so instead of reflecting, it's kind of more like worrying mm-hmm. or, or, or kind of being kind of, does that make any mm-hmm. sense? Mm-hmm. So, um, I think, I think that that's a big one, um, for me. Where we live now, being outdoors, I've never been kind of the outdoorsy type, a little bit more indoorsy um, <laughs> in my life. But I, I mean, I enjoy it. And, and being outside, there's something uh, restorative about that. There's something um, grounding in some ways. That sounds earthy, doesn't it? But there, there's something about that, that that helps me kind of get outside my little bubble and go, man, this is a, you know, as the hymn says, this is my father's world. This is uh, incredible. And just to see... Um, creation, just to pause and pay attention to that can be, can be very, it can really kindle uh, that within me. So, yeah. and obviously there's, uh, there's music, uh, you know, back to what I mentioned before, there, there are, if a certain truth is set to music, it sometimes just really, it speaks deeply within. And, um, we talked in the, in the choir the other night, uh, there was a, a quote from, um, Johann Sebastian Bach, you know, that he said that the chief end of music is is to be for the glory of God and the restoration of the soul. Mm. And I love that last part. Mm-hmm. Uh, or the, excuse me, not the restoration, the refreshment of the soul. And there is something soul refreshing sometimes. I think sometimes it's God's timing in music, a certain mm-hmm. song in a certain way, in a certain uh, environment or, or, or um, a place of worship service or you're driving, you kind of least expect it. Uh, sometimes there's go-to things mm-hmm. from history. But um, uh, music can be just a really big piece of that um, for me. And then kind of practically, this has maybe been more of a discipline than a, than a I don't know, passion or whatever, but it's kind of becoming that way, is, is reading the Psalms mm-hmm. daily, reading the Psalms. And um, I don't know, especially those that are super familiar. It's like, wow, mm-hmm. you're just kind of thinking through those things. Yeah. Um, I can definitely relate to a lot of those um especially the reflection. And I never really would have put it that way, but maybe a part of it, you said two things that I can also really relate to is the, when I learn something or I'm encouraged by something, I want to share it, which is probably where a lot of my like writing tendencies mm-hmm. come from, mm-hmm. but also the reflection piece. Writing really is a method. I feel like of me remembering it's like yeah. a way to mark things, yes. a way to mark what I learn or a way to process something. Um, I can relate to that a lot. Did we talk about Vanita Hampton, Wright? Did we ever talk about <laughs> her back in the day? Do you remember that? <laughs> I read a book of hers on spiritual writing, and I can't remember anything about the, I mean, it was really good. She, I think, was an editor, and then ended up kind of writing down some thoughts. And this was a driving thought for me, and it res- really resonated with me. <laughs> it, this is the place where I mentioned my book that no one has read. <laughs> uh, but uh, what 
what she said, which I, I hadn't really thought because I, she says, your aim is not to impress people with your prose or your knowledge, um, but it is to, to seduce them into paying attention to their lives. Mm. And I thought, man, that's really true. You know, your, your, your job is not to impress them with knowledge or to think, wow, what a beautiful phrase that was. You get, they need to pay attention to their lives. You know, God is at work and, and is he, and I thought, anyway. So that resonated with me. And I think at some level, I, I, I seek to do that. Yeah. So we've talked about what stirs your love for God. Is there anything that currently stifles your love for God? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when I was really when, doing, I need to expound <laughs> when I was talking with John about kind of brainstorming some of the questions, he was like, "I think that's why you lead with stir." We can all talk about something that's positive and stirs because we know we're also going to talk about maybe something that's humbling or a struggle or something. Sure. Uh, <laughs> I, I think you know, there's part of that. Um, busyness is a big mm-hmm. one, and uh, you know, there, there's part of me that goes. Okay, well, I have this appointment, this appointment, this appointment. I can always fit the time of God in around those other things as opposed to saying, this is the appointment that I begin with. This is the big mm-hmm. rock. This is, the, and so um, it's probably heretical in some ways, but that that's honestly that just getting, allowing, allowing other things to crowd in. You know, we've talked about, I, I don't think one could be um, overcommitted. That's, a, that's an oxymoron. It's impossible. You can be overscheduled. Mm. But you're undercommitted. If you're really committed, you don't schedule that many things. And I, I think at times a um, a stifling aspect would be that I'm overscheduled and probably less committed to my own walk with the Lord at times than I perhaps should be. Mm. Um, and uh, back to the type six deal, uh, one of the aspects or, or one of the um, qualities, if you will, that a, they say that a type six person have is some people have like the, an inner critic. Mm. You ever heard that? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, there's kind of inner critic kind of questioning thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it may have been uh, Ian Morgan Cron. I think he said that a type six has an inner committee mm. and it's yeah. just like uh, more than just one voice kind of yakking at what's wrong. And that, that can stifle me. It can, I can just really get caught in the weeds of, of some negative talk from a lot of different places and little concerns of um, things that aren't aren't really um, helpful. Mm. And then really just quite candidly, I think um, when Jesus talked about the parable of the soils, it's really true. The worries of this world and the deceitfulness of stuff can choke the word. Um, The deceitfulness of riches is really what he says. And, you know, as a minister, I'm I'm part of that get rich slow scheme. It's not like like this is a get rich quick uh, uh, place, but uh, but there's there's that kind of sense of, I don't know, man, when you, you know, the the hymn says, turn your eyes upon Jesus and the things of earth will grow strangely Mm -hmm. dim. And when you turn your eyes off him, they grow strangely appealing. And um, Mm -hmm. that's a constant thing. And it's not an irritant. That's the problem. So irritating things, you can go, man, that really, I'm, I'm so busy, but, like there's an appeal. There's just like, you know, the devil is a father of lies. Isn't this really cool? Did God really say, you know, all that kind of stuff. Like, man, that's kind of neat. And all of a sudden you're down the road and you go, huh, shoot. It is kind of stifling. It's stifling in a way that's not painful. Hmm. 
initially anyway. Right, right. Is that fair? Yes, and and Satan does have a lot of ammunition to work with. You know, you got yeah. media and advertise all the people that are making lots of money on telling you that you need these things or tell you know like even if you go from like an abstract thing like a. You know, for for me, I look on Instagram and I see a lot of Christian authors and speakers and leaders that I really love and admire. And it's easy for me to be like, I should be more like them. Yes. But is that what God is inviting me into? Maybe not. But I feel the tension of like, but isn't this what's going to be make me more valuable or worthy as a person? And so how much of um, (laughs) how many of these have you done? Uh, I think you're number 10. Number 10. So. Out of nine of these interviews, you've edited, right, to make them sound good. But do you ever realize when you listen to somebody else's deal now that, man, that's edited. They took some stuff out. Mm-hmm. And so when we look at mm-hmm. we listen to those people, like we're getting the ESPN highlights of their life. Right. Mm-hmm. We're not getting the missed field goals or the, you know, the getting up early or the mm-hmm. wanting to quit and the difficult. We just, we just get the highlight film mm-hmm. sometimes. And I think that could be. I sometimes think about, um, you know, Dallas Willard has a. He doesn't, he has a phrase or a line, God wants to change your wanter. Mm. You know, a lot of times we're led by our desires. And so I find myself more lately asking God for a greater desire than I do just help to say no. Yes. Because hopefully that is a little bit more of a sustainable, it's it's challenging. Well, one of his definitions of maturity, I think, was, um, let's see how he said it, the things that no longer occur to you. Mm. I love that. Yeah, (laughs) me too. The things that no longer occur to you. I'm kind of growing in some ways. Uh, um, okay, so how about a fill in the blank? The truth that God is blank means a lot to you because blank. Okay, now, I, you know, I kind of struggle with this one. Okay. Because I want to take off the uh, discipleship leader hat. And, um, there are a lot, you know, it depends on the hat that you're wearing sometimes. Mm-hmm. You fill mm-hmm. in those blanks differently mm-hmm. or the, the season of life that you're in or kind mm-hmm. of what, what's going on. Maybe what the Lord's teaching you during those times. Um, and so the first thing that came to my mind was the fact that God is good. Because we always write that down. If you wrote down, God is blank, people would either write, God is great, God is love, God is good. But do we really do we really believe that? And um, and so just the the thought that God is good, that he is really good, that that he is ultimately pure and right and just and true and good means that I can trust in him and I can rest in that. And, um, I mean, there's nothing super applicable there, but there is, there is just a lot of breathing out for me mm-hmm. in there. Um, and then whatever we go through, or I go, whatever's kind of pressing at the moment, whether it's a, a, a good thing or a terrible thing or a stressful thing or a hard thing, whatever it is, um, the truth that God has seen all this before, uh, and that's not a surprise to him. Um, that not only is he with me, he is before me. Uh, and that, 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 I don't have a great answer for, therefore I, but just knowing that realizes that it's not, it's not ultimately up to my efforts, but that he's got it. Um, he's been doing this for a while and, uh, has, has, is not wearied from and is not tired is, um, I mean, his mercies are new every morning, every like new mercies for every morning for a really long time. That's, that's almost it's for everyone. For everybody. You know? Yeah. 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 Um, so anyway, I think I like that that question. That's probably something that would be um, good to consider often, especially just reading through certain aspects of, of Scripture. Maybe there, there's a truth that I hadn't really thought about because of this. Uh, God. But 
maybe the thing that I landed on is just that simple thing that because God is is good mm-hmm. um, and because He is He's trustworthy, then I can trust Him with people in my life mm-hmm. and trust Him with situations. I can trust Him uh, to to do that. You know. Yes, definitely. Yeah. I heard um, somebody say at one point that the first, remember the four spiritual laws, you know, from mm-hmm. Campus Crusade or whatever mm-hmm. crew back in the day? The first spiritual law, according to this person, was God's love. God loves you and has given me a wonderful plan for your life. And, uh, and it's so, <laughs> I laughed at that because I was like, oh man, I'm kind of guilty with that one. <laughs> um, he loves you. Mm-hmm. And he does have a wonderful, it's not anyway. Yes. Okay. So our last question is, what is something you are looking forward to? Okay. Um, the first thing that came to mind, I'm looking forward to two weddings. Yes. Um, for uh, and a lot of different reasons. I think, obviously, obviously, just that milestone in the life of our of our boys. Um, uh, there's something about a community of faith coming together to send off or to support or to, to say this union matters. I'm, I'm understanding at a different level now. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to that and, you know, just kind of cool seeing the boys grow. Uh, we're about to start Christmas music, um, here. And, uh, I, I'm, I was listening to some of the other day. I'm, I'm looking forward to that. I just, <laughs> I don't know. There's something about that. That's really good. Um, and I'm looking forward to um, our trip to Europe that's been postponed for <laughs> three, two, two, two summers. summers, three summers. <laughs> so cool. we'll see. Well, I appreciate you doing this. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Thank you much. It's, um, it's a blessing. So I think this is going to be a great ministry. It's a good thing for you. Listening friends, it means a lot that you added us to your day today. Thank you so much. Wherever you find yourself on your journey with Jesus, I hope you finished this episode with your faith cheered, refreshed, or strengthened. Until next time.